Welcome to the Audio-ish Podcast. Mike, what's up? Hey, Pete. What is happening, man? <laughs> we have a packed episode today with... Yes, we do. ...so much music. Um, I think we're going to give everybody like a summer playlist uh, for the ages, and we're going to go into deep dives into each of these songs, and I don't want to waste any time because... You've been teasing me all week on the phone. <laughs> you dove into the playlist. You have psychological evaluations of who I am as an individual. You can read my soul. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know exactly who you are, man. Oh, yep. my gosh. I, yeah, it's it's dark, dude. <laughs> yeah, if you were listening to that Phoebe Bridgers, yeah, I could, I could see where that came from. Yeah, for sure. I uh, Man, you know, making playlists uh, is so fun, right? Like... You can get a, uh, a different evaluation on a person uh, from their music taste, from their record collection, from their book collection. And, um, man, like, I, I enjoyed listening to the music that you provided. There was a whole vibe there. Um, I'm just excited to dive in. Yeah, same here. You know, I think probably the, the coolest part of any playlist is that you can be exposed to something that you wouldn't typically listen to. Mm-hmm. And it can take you down a, a road of an artist that you didn't know about, yep. or a, you know, a different genre maybe, or something. But, um, but I, I did listen to more Pearl Jam after listening to your tune. Yeah. Um, just because I, it, you know, it brought me back to the '90s and mm. and um, you know that that style of music, and and I actually listened to a, a number of their different albums. Yeah, yeah, I, you know was late to the Pearl Jam party for sure and um, really enjoy you know the, the deep tracks on there but this particular song that, that you're referencing that had avoided me until this year um, and kind of re-fell in love with it in, in March and just it, it's been on my mind so um, where do you want to start do you want to start there uh, I'm gonna no I'm, I'm gonna start with your uh, with your first track actually. Um, and uh, I've got a kind of a, a theme here. I think what I'll, I'll probably do is, um, I'm going to play a little bit of the first one cause yeah. it, it just starts out with, with the piano. So yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to play a little bit of that. Um, I don't want to butcher the artist's name, but the name of the tune is Hapapola. Yep. And it's Seeger Rose. All right, cool. So I'm just, I'll just play just a, a little, little bit of it. Starts out with a, uh. Just a nice little piano. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's nice and calming, and it's just real nice. And so for me, the first question up is, why is this song on the playlist for you? What is What about this tune mm. do you find interesting, or what about it made you think I would like it or <laughs> that you wanted to expose me to it? Let's start there. Oh, man. All right, so I had no idea if you would like it or not. Um, <laughs> I I was like, this could go either way, right? Like, it's got a little bit of that, like, it's classical feel. There's a pop element to it. Yeah, um, it gets poppy as it goes along, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, the language being essentially gibberish, it really focuses on melody, which, you know, to me was such a unique thing. The first time I heard it, I was like, wow, like... You you want to sing along, but the words, I don't know what they they mean. 
And um, <laughs> so, you know, like I just kind of got, you know, I, I was struck by that the first time I heard them and I never uh, looked back from there. You know, that I had mentioned in the prior episode, that song is in a Wes Anderson film called The Life Aquatic. And right. uh, what I love about that scene is when they, they're discovering this fish that they had been looking for. And the music so perfectly encapsulates the word discovery that I just, it just always stayed with me, you know? All right. So you had a connection to yeah, it. Yeah. Mostly from the movie, I guess. Yeah. That, that one moment, like I was like, wow, like it, the epiphany moment of that movie, that song is perfectly nice. that thing. Yeah. Okay. So I listened to your, your playlist the first time in the car. So I, I thought it would be important for me to listen to your playlist and a number of different, yes, you, you know, environments. Um, so I, I listened to it the first time in the car just for, you know, time purposes and I'm sitting in the car anyway. And, um, so that track comes on and, I'm trying to figure out what language this is. <laughs> and I entire I completely forgot that you said it was made up. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the car. I can actually place where I am in the car on my commute where I'm trying to figure out what the hell <laughs> are they saying. <laughs> and there's a part of me that it, it, all of a sudden I, I came to the realization. I'm like, wait a second. This is the one where Pete said the language yeah. is bullshit made up <laughs> stuff. Right. So, so, So my initial reaction is like, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't I don't like the made up stuff. And I'm trying to, you know, I was trying to figure out the words and I'm like, because to me, that's kind of the the it, sometimes the story, the you know, the message in there could be the connection. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know what the hell they're saying. And once I realized that it's gibberish, like you said, I was a little annoyed. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't I don't get this. Yeah. So so, you know, but. I listened to the, the, the your entire playlist the second time with my noise-canceling headphones because I was outside working in the yard. So it's a little more intimate in terms of being at least with headphones. Um, and, you know, once again, I, I got to get some yard work done, and I want to get as many listens into the entire playlist as possible. So I've got my noise-canceling headphones. I'm doing work outside, and, and I listen to it. And this time I, I'm listening to that particular track, and I'm thinking – all right, I, I kind of get it. It's a little more, um, like I said, it's a little more intimate. I can hear it a little better, um, and I'm like, okay, it's growing on me a little bit. Mm -hmm. now, I don't, I don't love it yet, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, I, I kind of, you know, I can kind of get it. It's, it's got a nice. I, I can see where it would be useful and cinematic. I mean, it, it's definitely, it builds up. It's got a nice build up to it, um, and. Um, you know, it does turn into this nice poppy track. It starts out kind of like, you know, um, slow and, and you know, um, quiet. And then it builds up and it gets kind of poppy and happy. Yeah. So. Right. So the, the third time I listened to your playlist, I listened on the 565Cs. Mm. So I, I sat down, nice quiet room. I had my notepad. I'm taking notes now. Um and I'm I'm in a critical listening kind of situation. Yeah. My set my set and setting at that point is purely I'm going to listen to the track and I'm going to li start listening to it from a critical standpoint in terms of 
quality of, of the, the recording and the things that are typically really important to me. Mm-hmm. So in that setting, I'm starting to I'm I'm starting to understand a little bit why you may have picked it. Um, but I still have this question about did you pick it because you really like it? Did you pick it if because you thought maybe I would like it? Or <laughs> you know was there was there you know what was the reasoning is it just a tune you really like and you're like i'm gonna throw this at him and see what happens yeah so i have like an all-time like lifetime favorite songs and that one is the first one that always comes to mind gotcha okay so So that makes sense so i was like i'm gonna share this one with mike like okay you know he's got to hear one of my all-time favorites Uh, cool so i I had to jump in there with that one Yep, so I will say that it grew on me, but I don't think it'll be on any of my future playlists. (laughs) I think that's fair. I think it is a unique, it's a unique song. They're a unique band. Um, You know, they're, I've I've never seen them in concert, but I've heard that they're more like epic type events with large, you know, orchestras and just... They have that sound yeah. where I think they would be a good match with a big orchestra, so that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, cool. Let's uh, let's move on to track number two. Yes. So we're we're starting out with some more piano. This is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jamming on my own playlist as if I don't know what it was. <laughs> all right. So this one is. Come on, feel the Illinoisy. Yep. And you're going to have to help me with the... Because I don't have my glasses. Sufjan Stevens. Cool. All right. Um, this tune, super happy. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, driving in the car, you know, s- smiling, <laughs> headed to work. Yeah. You know, um, and like I said, first time I listened, to it, I'm in the car and I'm like... You know, I kind of like it. You know, sun shining and, you know, it's nice out and I'm headed to work and it's a, you know, mm-hmm. um, just a good, happy tune. Um, little poppy in its in its presence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I kind of liked it. Later with the 565s, I really had a strong appreciation for it because it's, it's well done. It's a great tune. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, lot of really good harmonies in there that when you don't expect them. Yeah. Um, uh, so great tune, but, um, why is that one on the list? So I felt that one kind of dovetailed nicely to off of the Sigaros song. Uh, the Sigaros yeah, song agreed. had a good build. Yeah. This one just picks right up from there. Um, yep. but specifically what you had said about the production quality. Now, I don't know a lot about audio production, but everyone who I know that does has always said that Sufjan does an amazing job with this. And I know that his vocals, uh, he, he brings in a full choir and there he's spawned three other musicians out of his choir. So, um, polyphonic spree was like a big, like MTV two band in like the, like, like 2005, 2009. Um, so they came out of his choir. Um, okay. St. Vincent, um, the female musician who is, I want to say a Grammy Award winner, but I know she's definitely been nominated. I don't know if she won, but she is like, she's all over the place from like a genre standpoint. She's everything. 
uh, but super talented, like golden voice. And I'm missing someone. There was another musician as well. So I've always heard that his vocal recordings have been great. Now, yeah, yeah, well done. So yeah. you know, like I was saying, when I when I got to the third um, listen, yeah. um, with the five sixty fives, I'm like, okay, I, I I like this tune, and this is that's a tune I probably would listen to again. Yeah, and I did listen um, probably six times in total to the entire playlist. Mm. So, um, car noise canceling headphones. Two times with the 565s, just, you know, quiet room, real serious. And then uh, a couple times in the car after that, just yeah. to kind of refresh, because it's been a little while since you sent it over. And yeah. um, just, you know, trying to, even on the way home tonight, I listened to a little bit of it, mm-hmm. just to kind of remind myself of, you know, so when I got in front of the notes, I could say, oh, yeah, this is what I liked or didn't like about it. Right. So cool. Um, so that one I definitely dug. Cool. All right. So. <laughs> Track number three. Hopefully that's coming through okay. Sounds good to me. That's uh, Frank Ocean, and the name of the track is Chanel. Yep. <laughs> All right, so love it. Th- that that tune, first time in the car. I'm really, I'm liking it. I, you know, I've never heard of him. I, I don't know any of his stuff. Um, and this is the, the first track where I'm going, this sounds like Pete to me. Mm-hmm. Just from, you know, some of the stuff that we've listened to before, some of the some of the songs that you've talked about that you like or some of the artists that you like. Um, so that's the first one where I'm like, okay, this is the, this is Pete. It's very Pete. Mm-hmm. Um the the one thing when I got to the to the five sixty five C's and I was a little more critical, it became very clear that he uses auto tune very heavily, mm-hmm. and that's that's very current. Uh, actually, it's been current for a while. Right. I mean, that's that's common with the rappers today. Mm-hmm. My issue with that is it it gives me the impression that the person can't actually sing, mm-hmm. but I like the. The um, the tune I like the melody I like the vibe I really enjoyed the tune um, I I'm impressed with the the use of harmonies in a song like that where you don't expect anything like that mm-hmm. typically I would expect a, a rappy tune like that to be one guy sings and then the next guy sings and then another guy sings right. um, so once I got past that that auto tune heavy use of auto tune in parts and it's not always that strong. There's parts of the tune where he, they don't they don't have the yeah. the auto tune that heavy, so it's very intentional. Um, but you know, I'd like to know that he can actually sing. Yeah. Not that his engineers can make him on pitch. Yeah, he's an interesting uh, artist. So he came up with he was part of a group of musicians that were like 16, 17 when they started to get recognition. So their group. I'm going to mess up their name because it's long. It was like Odd Future Wolf Gang something Kill Them All. Like It was like a long name. I forget. Um, right. But uh, they were really young, like 16, 17, maybe even younger. But the main – out of that group from their initial album, which people really compared it to like what Wu-Tang Clan did. 
it was like Wu-Tang was like a whole bunch of super talented rappers all from right. the same area who just were blew up, right? So these guys were, again, super young, super talented, all in one group. And they were also a little bit punk rock. Like they were anti-establishment, kind of, you know, skaters. It was a little different. So Frank Ocean, Tyler the Creator, Earl Sweatshirt, Sid the Kid, there's a whole bunch of others, but those are like the four biggest of the group all went off into um, solo careers and they're like Grammy Award winners and they're like 25, 27. Like they're super right. young. Um, so I appreciated like kind of how they came up and how they were communal. That's what I liked. They, they used each other, uh, each other's abilities to come up. And then um, I think he has matured the most out of the musicians. Maybe Tyler a little bit, but uh, he's. He, I just feel like his music has matured. It's gotten, you know. It's got a very smooth kind of yeah. a vibe to it, uh, which, there, which I liked. I, yeah. I actually, I I liked the tune a lot. Yeah. At the end of the day, I actually really liked it. Yeah. There isn't a song that he's come out with that I haven't liked, uh, and his lyrics are actually like more like poetry. Different songs go in a different direction, but generally every song is poetry. It's really, really, really. Uh, strong musician and the reason why i put him kind of where i did i'd like to like do little curveballs if i'm doing a playlist so i wanted to like make a little turn i didn't want to make a full curve but i wanted to just kind of move over a little bit yeah yeah no i i mean we talked about this before we even gave each other our playlist that the the trying to make them all mesh really wasn't what this playlist was yeah. necessarily about and doing that because we th- we knew the playlist was going to be diverse so it was going to be hard yeah yeah so but he did kind of remind me a little bit and you know my my rap repertoire goes back to late 90s to like mid 2000s and that's the area where mm-hmm. I was actually listening to rap and liked rap um after that it got to me too hard yeah too you know just i it just wasn't my thing but it kind of reminds me a little bit of lupe fiasco which oh yeah um yeah. if you ever heard him just smooth smooth yeah. rhymes yeah. and and you know just kind of a, a cool slick kind of feel to it which frank ocean reminded me of that I, a I, little bit i would agree he's got he does have that he is slick and lupe is probably a more talented like actual rapper where frank is probably a better like singer but man lupe like he he's one of my favorites and he's ghost written like so much stuff like which is just so cool so big, big fan of him as well yeah yeah definitely kick push comes to mind like immediately yeah. it's one of my favorites oh yeah absolutely all right so let's move on to your next <laughs> tune All right. Uh, Local Natives. Name of the tune is World News. Yes. Okay. So right off the bat, it's like Pete. I'm like, this is Pete. (laughs) Sounds like Pete. This sounds like a tune that Pete would pick. Yeah. Pete likes this tune. He didn't pick it for me. This is Pete. Yes. Yeah. That's it. That's exactly it. it. The My only reason for adding it to this playlist was... All the musicians, I feel like I, I like his voice the most. 
and um, I was like, I would like to hear Mike's interpretation or Mike's impression of this of this guy's voice. Is it as good as I think it is, or is it produced? And how is it recorded? And no, I wanted to no, hear, I, like, I think is yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Hold on. Um, <laughs> so I, I, for the first time, I'm looking at my notes. Yeah. I had them here the whole time, and we've just been talking. Yeah. So. So my notes, which were from probably at least a week, maybe two weeks ago, when I when I did the first critical kind of sit down, um, this song sounds like I would expect Pete to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, the 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 best part of this tune is that I actually really like it. Um, the singer's voice is unique, and um, the in in general it, it was just i just got like a bunch of scribble here i yeah. i just i really like the tune and that's kind of the sentiment of my notes cool. for that tune nice um but you know from from the first time i heard it to right now i'm like yeah this this is a tune that that pete would pick oh yeah and it's just you know it's something that i had in my head based on other artists over all these podcasts that we've talked about even in the previous podcast mm. um autoish where you know, I've kind of gotten a feel for what I think you would like. Yeah. And I heard that tune. I'm like, yeah, that's Pete. That's definitely. <laughs> so, so I knew you didn't pick that one for me. Yeah, but, that was. Uh, um, but I did like the tune. Good, good. I'm really happy to hear that. All right. So next up. Uh, bon Iver. Yep. Uh, bon Iver. Yeah. Bon Iver. Naeem, I believe, is the name of the tune. Correct. All right. So this is one of the tunes on your playlist that I really connected to. Yes. This this tune is, is a tune that I've listened to outside of your playlist, um, added to one of my other playlists, which I actually um, don't. I haven't created a whole lot of playlists lately, but this one is one that went on one of my favorite playlists. That's that tune's awesome. That's a victory right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in my notes from, like I said, a couple weeks ago, um, I know I've heard the tune before. Mm-hmm. I, I obviously I didn't know uh, Boney Vare. I didn't know it was him. Not even sure exactly where I heard the tune. It might have been untitled. Might have been served up to me somewhere. Or something. Yeah. Um, because it probably does match some some type of style that I do like. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, love his voice. Um, the dynamics in the in the tune are, are awesome. The build up, mm-hmm. the the crescendo in the tune. Um, actually, I, I I didn't even remember. I'm looking at the notes now. Um, awesome crescendo happens at about two minutes and thirty seconds in. So, uh, so anybody out there that's that's gonna listen to that tune, that's the point where I was hooked. Nice. About two and two and a half minutes in, um, the uh, the song gets a little busy, but it gets busy in a good way. Mm. Really strong percussions, which I I like. I'm a if well, I'll, I'll leave that to you as far as how my playlist yeah. sounds to you, but um, but the uh, the percussions are on point mm-hmm. and the the busyness. It's one of those tunes where good headphones, good DAC, um, you know, title yeah. allows a tune like that to really shine because in the car I remember it being a little muddy and and you know, um, you know, just 
packed there at one point. Right. Um, but uh, one of the one of the all time well one the favorite maybe on your playlist. Ooh. So yeah, so I put this on there because I was like, I really hope Mike likes this song. Cool. Um, That's so good. Very. That was happy. a good one. Um, this is one of my all time favorite musicians. I wouldn't say this is my all time favorite song of his. Um, right. Uh, his first album is um only him and he recorded it in a cabin i believe it was in wisconsin um in the snow he wrote the whole thing recorded the whole thing in that cabin uh the first time i heard it i have a very unique memory of it i was in college i was driving back from my college job which which was at barnes and noble i was in my jeep wagoneer um, the antenna was broken, so the motor just kept on running. It was like, rawr, rawr, rawr. and I'm listening to NPR, listening to this album with the motor of the radio antenna running <laughs> and the car being just loud in general. And I knew through all that noise that I loved this musician, and um, he has only gotten better. Um, if you know, I could hi- highly recommend him to anyone. And the cool thing is. He does jump genres where he's been on songs with Kanye and he's produced things in, you know, you name it. He's produced things in other other genres and he just took a risk. He did it on his own. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Great tune. Yeah. That's, Thank you. Like I said, you're one of the favorites on the list for sure. Awesome. I'm so happy to hear that. All right. Next up. All right, so name of the tune is Talk yep. by Hosier. Correct. And this this tune, actually, I'll ask you first. Um, why is it on the list and, and what it, what connects you to it? So uh, no overall connection, just something that I, that I, a song I enjoy. Uh, but I put it on there. I thought you would like it. And then after listening to your playlist, I was like, I know he's going to like it. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Um, it's that dark, smoky yes. tune. Yeah. It's it's definitely um, similar to two of the tunes on my playlist yep. that I could probably refer to. But mm-hmm. um, so here's what I wrote: the uh, the track talk transported me to a smoky bar, holding a cigar <laughs> with a glass of bourbon. Yes. Um. And uh, the haunting harmonies and the smoothness just, uh, you know, take me to another place. Yes, awesome. And that's, uh, that's, that's what a couple of the tunes I put on my playlist for you are, are you know, I have a very similar connection to them as well. So, mm-hmm. awesome. um, But, yeah, great, great tune, man. I love that one. And listen to that one outside of your playlist as well. Awesome. So that's a, awesome. All right. So um, next track on the list. all right so we have john prine when i get to heaven okay so you got to tell me why this one's on the list man (laughs) all right so this is on here because i appreciate this song more because of the headphones and dac and title which you all uh recommended to me so your um with the first time I heard the song, you know, I it was a YouTube live recording. 
you know, it was like, oh, I, I like it. It's nice. Uh, after that, listened to the album version. I was like, okay, it's nice. And then I listened to it on the good headphones with the good DAC. And I was like, oh, there's actually like children in the background laughing and playing. There's all kinds of things happening. I was like, you know, I'm going to put this on here for one reason and one reason only. If it wasn't for you, I would have missed a lot of the song. There you go. I, uh, and I was like, you know what? I appreciate that. So I wanted to share it. And I love the lyrics. So, um, yeah, the, the a, lyrics are great. The, yeah. You know, the whole story. And my favorite part is when he's talking about how he would open a, a nightclub and invite the critics that had, you know, treated <laughs> yeah. him so badly. And yeah. he would be nice to him. <laughs> yeah. 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 Super fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's got good I, I liked it it's just everything about the song i like but i appreciate it more deeply because because of you so i wanted to put that in there i would say this is one of those tunes that gets stuck in your head like it was stuck in my head like yes. after hearing it i'm i'm singing the you know if i go to you know when i go to heaven i'm <laughs> yeah. you know i'm gonna smoke a cigarette nine miles long and i just you know it's stuck yeah. in my head and he's gonna have a yeah. vodka and ginger ale and you know so yeah. um but yeah for me it was Okay, why is this on here? Like, what, what what's Pete's reason for this? And yeah. and I, you know, I, I came to enjoy the tune. It's it's kind of um, a little honky tonk country ish that yeah. that you know I was exposed to in Vermont growing up. So yeah. you know, so I kind of get that that vibe. And um, I just was just trying to figure out why you put it on there. Yeah, for sure. All right. So next track up is one that we've already talked about a little bit. So this track, this is track number eight, is Pearl Jam's Present Tense. And this is a tune that I've obviously heard before um, and uh, never been a huge Pearl Jam fan per se, but there's, you know, there's those really common Pearl Jam tunes that I like, like Jeremy and... You know, mm -hmm. some of those early tunes of theirs when they were really on fire and, and you know, doing really well. And MTV was big and all that. Um, right. And they actually have a uh, uh, an unplugged MTV version of one of their tunes. I don't remember which one it is offhand, which is which is OK. Um, but this tune is is just moving, intense, emotional. Yeah. Um, and there's not a whole lot going on. It's not a messy, you know, tons of instruments. It's just a nice, clean tune. A lot of dynamics in it. It does mm. come on really strong. There's a, there is, you know, I hate to keep using the word crescendo, but there's a good, strong buildup in the tune, which is, yeah. which is really awesome. Yeah. Agreed. And that, um, you know, it, it, it sent me down a Pearl Jam you know, path for a little while. I listened to, I went back and listened to some of the older Pearl Jam albums and, um, and, and kind of got into them for a little bit. And you know, I'm a little surprised that I wasn't more of a fan back then when they were hot mm -hmm. because they, they actually, they've got some great tunes. Yeah, they do. Uh, so let's see. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm, I'm looking at my notes again, which I forgot to do before, but, um, so, uh, so the notes I had down were uh, the great guitar work in that particular tune. Yeah. Um, you know the the tunes that I remember from their past were Jeremy, Even Flow, um, 
and uh, yeah, that's all I had for notes there. Yeah, that's that's fair. It is a relatively simplistic song. For, um, you know, it's not overly complex or odd or or anything like that. But um, just a no, song that it's... I kind of rediscovered with with some like deep, with some like I don't know if I want to use the word deep, but like some some like more delicate or detailed pieces that are kind of nice. You know? Yeah. 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 No, I I enjoyed it, man. That's that's yeah. it's definitely a it was a great tune for the playlist because. It it got me. It you know the the purpose of the playlist in some cases is to expose people or or to you know the fact that I went back and started listening to Pearl Jam I think is is cool yeah. because it, it you know I wouldn't have done that if you hadn't put that on the list. So yeah, for sure. Okay, next tune and on next, the list. Next. All right, so we have Phoebe Bridgers. Yep. And name of the tune is Coyote. Yep. So that tune comes on, and I'm like, "This is Pete again. Here we here we are. <laughs> this is Pete." Um, and I know you're a, a Phoebe Bridgers fan, so and I yes. know we've talked about that before. So I expected yep. some of her stuff on the playlist, no matter what. Yeah. Um, so and I would have been really surprised if you hadn't put one on there, but. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but you know, a, a really good, happy tune. I love her, her voice. Her voice is, you know, once again, unique and just, you know, powerful. And, uh, and that tune is, is just fun, you know, just yeah. a, just a happy, fun tune. Um, yeah. so de- definitely going to listen to more Phoebe Bridgers just to get a better feel for her and her talents yeah. and, and um you know i know you've talked about her before but i i hadn't actually listened to any so um, yeah so that was a, a good addition what's awesome. what about that tune is is you know what's what's the reason for the tune on the playlist yeah it, it's literally i was thinking um who would i want to see in concert if i could and cool i was like you know she i was lucky enough to see her uh, the first week of February, kind of before everything exploded, before um, the world fell apart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and um, she only did three songs. It was at the Tibet House Music Festival. It was like a fun. Oh, that's she did awesome! Three songs, and uh, it was really cool. And she was great. And I was like, man, look at I could have just listened to her go the whole time. I just, you know, I used to go to concerts all the time. I don't go as often, but I, you know, made the trip to Carnegie Hall just to see her. I just I there's something very familiar about her work but totally unique and I don't I still can't figure out what that is I don't, I don't know but just just yeah big fan cool yeah no I'm I'm more of a fan than I was because I really wasn't that familiar with her at all and if it wasn't for you I would have would not have listened to any of her stuff so yeah um all right next tune up All right, another uh, Phoebe Bridgers tune, and the name of the track is Garden Song. Yeah. So anything in particular about this song? I mean, obviously it's Phoebe Bridgers, so I know why it's on the list, and I, and I know that you're a big fan. Is there any connection to this exact track? Or is this just your, you know one of your top two Phoebe Bridgers tunes? I did it because I felt like it was the exact opposite of 
the Kyoto song. So cool. I was like, you know, Kyoto, upbeat, positive. This one has a moving kind of rhythm to it, but it's darker and uh, a little more ominous. I was like, you know, it feels like they're similar, but opposite. Um, and um, there's one other thing. The backup vocalist who has the uh, the male voice, who's very deep um, at one point. I and and very, it. very complimentary. Yeah. I mean, he, just a perfect pairing to her voice that harmony is is spectacular yeah so the crazy thing is he's not a singer he's not even in the band he is the like he's the equipment manager and she was like can you i don't have anyone else to sing on this can you sing you have a deep voice and he just nailed it yeah yeah it was just such a great compliment to her voice and you know maybe the the unexpectedness of of him just joining her or something you know there's something very unique about that and it, and that's funny that you say that that he's not typically a singer or you know wasn't uh, a studio musician or a singer that they brought in to you know yeah. to add to her her track that's that's really cool yeah yeah pretty pretty interesting all right let's move on to track number eleven we're almost done we we have twelve tracks on Pete's playlist and then i'll talk about track number 13 and 14 because uh that's kind of an interesting story but um (laughs) so uh this is track number 11 And this is the Natural Anthem is the name of the track by Mm -hmm. the Postal Service. All right, that one really, I should have played that one a little bit longer because that that starts (laughs) to get really, really busy. Yeah. Um, So first time, like I said, um, first time I listen to your playlist, I'm in the car. This tune comes on. (laughs) I go from like 65 to like 95 on Route 70. I'm just (laughs) speeding around. It's (laughs) it's frenetic. This tune is just frantic. Um, But, you know, in a good way. In the car, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's, you know, it's just, you know, it's like a cup of coffee. The thing Mm. is just you know so active um i have to say though with the 565s i I, it was it was painful yeah there's just so much going on and there's just you know noises and sounds and and it's so busy that it 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 made me like nervous Mm. and with a good set of headphones it's just it's it's just overwhelming so I was really curious to to hear your your music take on it, like your your sound quality take on it. So um, this band is basically two people. You can they have like a third member who does like female vocals. So it's Ben Gibbard is the lead singer. He's from Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, he's done some solo stuff. Um, so he's a pretty decently well known musician. Um, and then the uh, digital music was done by an individual who goes by the name Her Space Holiday. Um, and they did everything using the Postal Service. They sent vocal tracks to each other. They sent okay. music tracks to each other. <laughs> and um, this was a song that was like a was like a high school favorite. It was an old school favorite that I feel like I've kind of grown out of. And only recently did I kind of go back and listen. And I was like, I like it. But 
I don't really love it anymore. But I remember when I first heard it, I was like, I love the music. Like, there's so much going on. And I was like, what would Mike think about this? Like, <laughs> you, like if you're like if you have the headphones on, there's sound switching ears, and you're like, it's kind of disorienting, but it's kind of cool. And I was like, but is it cool? Is it really cool? Mike would know. He's got the ear for this more than I do. What you know that I really wanted your take on it. And it, you know, you. If you said you hated the song, I would not be upset by that because it's... No, I, I don't think I, I hated it. No, it, it just, with a, it, it's not made to be, you know, listened to with a good pair of headphones. I don't think that that was their, their intention to, you know, it's not, you know, it, it's not a, an orchestra right. and, and a high quality production piece. I don't think that's, that was never the intent. Um, and like I said, in the car, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I was like, whoa, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> um, you know, it's just, there's so much happening. Um, and it was kind of cool and it's fast paced, but man, with a, a set of planner magnetic headphones, I was like, whoa, it's like ice <laughs> picks in my ear, man. <laughs> it was rough. Yeah, yeah. So, and you know what? Uh, now that I just said that, I need a, a correction from the last episode. Um, I think I said that the the five sixty five Cs were uh, electrostatics, which is not true. Um, and I know where that came from because I was looking at a, a set of Martin Logan speakers that were electrostatics, and I, I just um, or uh, no magnet pans. I think that I was looking at that were um, electrostatics. I'm not sure, but um, but they're uh, planar magnetic headphones, and they they just they don't play nice with that tune. Mm. Yeah, P- postal service was was a risky risky one to put in there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the last track up on your playlist. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm bopping my head to this one. <laughs> you can't not. <laughs> Yeah, come on. This is awesome, man. Um, so, the Tom Tom Club, <laughs> Genius of Love. <laughs> I mean, and it, she just said fun. I mean, how could you not have fun listening to that tune? That's awesome. I, I'm smiling. I was bopping my head. It's fun. I put that on there like as a gag. I was like, what would be like the weirdest like song where Mike would be like, what the hell? hell was he thinking with you know what it's it, it's great that you say that because when i mentioned <laughs> earlier track 13 and track 14 it kind of ties into that tune so the the time i listen in the car i just you know i'm, I'm actually driving home from work because it's 30 <laughs> minutes to work and it's 30 minutes back and i'm almost home and this tune comes on and i'm like yeah i wasn't sure if it was on your playlist or if title just served up another track because title <laughs> won't end yeah when you get to the That's end right. of the playlist it doesn't end it just yeah. serves up more stuff that it thinks is part of you know what you would listen to um which takes me to track 13 and 14 because it was really funny i'm listening with the noise canceling headphones i'm working outside and you know i was outside for quite a while so um that tune from tom tom club comes on the next tune um was mirror in the bathroom and i can't remember who who does that tune but it's you know 
uh, hold on. I'm going to look it up here real quick. Yeah. And you know what? I should just play the playlist because it comes up. Um, Song by the Beat. Hmm. I don't know this song. Yeah. The, um, the I, you know what? Beat? I'm going to play your playlist because it comes up after that, which is... Which was interesting. So I don't I didn't know where your playlist ended and right. and it went like, you know, sixteen or seventeen tracks and it kept getting like weirder and I'm like, what the <laughs> what the hell is he doing? Like and they were all tunes that I liked, which is the funny yeah. thing. I'm like, This doesn't sound like Pete. <laughs> and I and I really like this tune. But what would happen was title was mixing your playlist and the stuff I would normally uh, listen to. Got it. And it kept on going. So track 13, 14, 15. I'm like, whoa, he's got like, you know, you had like the Gap Band and like, you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, this is pretty interesting, so but it doesn't sound like Pete to me. So I'm I'm hitting the end of this tune and let's just see what, what comes up next because title will serve, will serve us something else. And I think every time track 13 and 14 are the same exact tune. Oh, really? Yeah, here you go. This is a mirror in the bathroom. And I think the name of the... Hold on. The English Beat? Yeah, it's English Beat. Yep. Nice. So I thought you had it on the list. I'm like, oh, this is cool. I dig this. I mean, this I remember this. <laughs> That's so funny. Like when you said 13 and 14, I'm like, I only see 12. And then I was like, maybe I added something and deleted it, and it saved into his playlist, and I didn't realize it. So this is number 14. Yeah, it's good Devo. <laughs> do, do. So I, I'm listening. I'm outside. I got the the headphones going. And this, you know, th- these tunes are now playing. And I'm like, I'm really surprised that Pete would put Devo on here. <laughs> like, you know, a, oh, an so early funny. 80s, you know, kind of punk tune. I just thought yeah. it was really interesting. So I'm like, yeah. that's it. I, you know what? And the whole time I'm thinking, he put this on here for me. <laughs> Pete doesn't Titled listen to it. this. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. And then uh, the Tom Tom Club. So. Yeah. The, the um, Tom Tom Club one, when we would have like college parties, um, I would add that into playlists. Or if it was at someone else's house, I would unplug their iPod and put that song in from time to time just because it was so weird and it would change the whole party. Sure. And people would be like, what is this? It's weird. I hate it. And then they'd be like, no, this is good. Okay, let's do this. Like, and it was just one of those songs. It was just such an oddball, and I and I always like a good oddball song on a playlist, so I had to do it. Yeah, no, love it. Nice. All right, cool, man. Your turn. Well, I gotta ask. Yeah. What was the common denominator? Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, good headphones. You know that good sit down session. I get to. Um, let's see. I get to uh, Boney Vera. And I'm like, uh, you know, there's this common denominator for me that kind of stands out. And it's harmonies. And um, the dynamics are similar. Like, it, it, it became apparent to me that whether you're aware of it or not, even the rap tune that you had had strong harmonies in it. Mm. And I don't mean, like, 
you know, Crosby, Stills, and Nash sort of harmonies, like, you know, multiple layered, well-thought-out harmonies. But each of these tunes have harmonies in them, even tunes that you wouldn't expect to have, you know, multiple backup singers or, you know... These uh, these strong harmonies in them, and I just thought that was really interesting. And it, and I I was wondering if you are aware of the fact that you know if you like tunes that have harmonies oh, in yeah. them, or yeah. you know, it just seemed to me, other than a couple of the rare tunes on there, that that it just yeah. had this common denominator. That and the fact that I think that more alternative sort of um, slant is yeah. probably your your style. Yeah. Uh, definitely, I've always liked harmonies. I've always found it very interesting how they work. Um, and, like, I've always liked live recordings, and this is going to play into your playlist, I've always liked live recordings more than studio recordings because I find it interesting how musicians can play off of each other and feed off their energy. Sure. Um, the first concert I ever went to um was three indie bands it was a band called neva dinova um and the lead singer had a beautiful voice and was harmonizing consistently with the uh rhythm guitar the next band was tilly in the wall which was made up of eight singers and percussions and a bass um and the next band was rilo kylie which had two lead singers a female and a male and their their chemistry was very interesting because they had been dating. So the first time I saw them, they were together, and it was very good. The next time I saw them, they were broken up, and it was very bad. And I found <laughs> it very interesting how they played off of each other and how eye contact and you know these and body language reads into harmony so it's always been a thing that i've inter- i was interested in i asked my wife when you told me that there was something some common denominator i asked my wife like what is what are some common denominators in my music and she goes oh i got this so i was like she said falsetto okay she's like you like the falsetto um a driving drum or rhythm like a clap a snap uh, a stomp uh, okay, you can put me in that category too. I, I love yeah. like a a rim shot on a snare drum, yeah. Um, and you know, Sting's drummer is very commonly or very known for that, which yeah, you know, I love. And I was going to put a, a a Sting tune on your playlist, but I just you know, I was at an hour, and you know, I could have put three hours of of music on a playlist for you, but yeah, um, you know, like we talked about it. It needed to be within. We both have very busy schedules, and we had to try and keep it within some constraint. Yeah, yeah. But you know, after this, I really enjoyed this. I'll, I'll definitely do another one. Oh yeah, I would too. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's jump into yours here. Yeah, let's go. Um, so leading off is Pearl Jam, "Dance of the Clairvoyance." Yep. I'll play a little bit of that. can't not bob your head to this i know i'm i'm over here on yeah <laughs> if skype um, if skype wasn't so bad you could actually see that i was bobbing my head but you probably just <laughs> see like a glitchy like you know like like i've got a spasm yeah uh, that's funny um so i if if i closed my eyes and just kind of didn't know that that was pearl jam i would have thought it was a talking head song i i it is 
so unique from anything grungy and dirty and uh, gritty that Pearl Jam gives you. This is polished and clean. And, oh, I should mention, I listened to your playlist four times. Okay. Uh, and the first time I listened to it, I was running. Okay, So cool. I jumped right into this, and I was right in. I was like, all right, like this has got some movement to it. It was... Oh, I screwed uh, up your run after this tune, though. Yeah, and it was over <laughs> quick. Uh, <laughs> um, but... I, I enjoyed this. It made me not want to listen to Pearl Jam, though, and I did go into a Talking Heads thing for sure. I nice, um, yeah, yeah, uh, um, yeah. Everything from his um, the the tone of his voice was very similar um, to a Talking Heads style, um, yeah. and the 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 tune itself, the track was was kind of um, an eighties, yeah, new yeah. wave sort of, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I would serve that tune by title. Because it was a master, and and I was going through the, you know, the they have the, the playlist, the masters playlist, and like the most popular master tracks, um, just show up there, and I and I landed on it, and I'm like, and I didn't even look to see it was Pearl Jam. I was just kind of scrolling through and just hitting right. play, and um, and I just really connected with the tune. I I liked it. I I liked that '80s vibe. Um, I thought it was well done and being a master, it was really well recorded. And then when we started talking about doing a playlist, I thought, you know what? I think this is just edgy enough where Pete would actually really like it. Yeah. So I was hoping that was one of the ones that you would say, you know, not just, I'm surprised it's Pearl Jam, but it's something that you, you like listening to. So I led off with that, hoping to just kind of get you, you know, going, Oh, this is cool. Like, you know, looking forward to listening to this. Yes, uh, I would go back to this song and I would put it in a playlist made up of some more, like I would put it with a David Bowie song. I would put it with, um, you could actually put it with a Tom Tom Club song, and it wouldn't it wouldn't stand out as uniquely Pearl Jam. It would fit in with that new wave, you know, kind of audio, you know, digital sound. Um, the next song on the playlist is Sir Was, and the song is called The Sun Will Shine. We gotta get to the voice, though. So I was in for the first like five seconds. I was like, okay, I'm in. And then it the 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 music changes so drastically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, it's a different tune. Yeah. Right. So that that first intro, I was like, okay, I'm in. And then I'm like, mm, I might be out. I'm gonna listen. Um, it reminded me of that Madonna song. You know the one where she like uses her hands and puts them in like a head Vogue. Like in a box like thing in Vogue. Vogue. Okay. Oh, it's Vogue. Okay. <laughs> the music reminded me of that. And I was like, and that's, that's what I wrote. I wrote, um, where is it? <laughs> Hold on. I was like Madonna, but weirder and a guy. <laughs> that's is what, I, is what I wrote. I was, I was like, I was like, Oh man, I'm into this. And I'm, so I'm running. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, oh, all right. And then I'm like, Whoa, where are we? Um, 
the things that I liked about it and what comes back is there is an in I want to use the word industrial. Yeah, good word. I, yeah, I think yeah, I, I I yep. I, I think yeah. you're right. That's a good word for it. Was this the song that title served up to you that you did not uh know before but got into, or was this a song that you had or an abandoned um, listen to before. Th- no, this is a tune that, um, you know, I I don't know if you, <coughs> excuse me, if you've played any of the title playlists that title builds for you. Mm-hmm. So you uh, you create a couple playlists, and all of a sudden, title starts making, you know, my list number one, and then there's right. playlist number two and number three. That tune was on one of those playlists. Okay. And I'm going to work one day and I'm listening to, you know, playlist four or whatever it was. That tune comes up. <clears throat> and at first I'm like, what, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then when the tune does change, you know, the lyrics are, um, you know, the sun is shining and it's, you know, and it becomes a very happy kind of tune right. with this industrial vibe in the background. And I just thought that yeah. that paradox was cool. And I, and yeah. I, I thought the tune is cool. And, Definitely. um, I searched for it in the in the nine playlists that title had made for me and I couldn't find it and I was looking for it <laughs> looking for it and I was going through I'm like where the hell is that tune and I couldn't I didn't know the name of it I didn't know the the artist I you know yeah. and and I it finally I stumbled on it and I'm like all right damn it I'm putting it on Pete's playlist because it's just <laughs> it haunted me for the longest time oh, so I'm so putting funny. it on the playlist to see if it's um you know uh punky new wavy mm-hmm. enough or yeah you know yeah um so the next song is uh nora jones uh come away with me so, yeah not good for running this is where i turned it off uh, <laughs> not because i don't like this song i do like this song i do like nora jones but it was not something that i could run run to no running on the cool yeah no down. running yeah. to this yeah yeah so this was a song um in my third listen that i actually left your playlist entirely um because hearing it i was on the fidelios right while i'm you know i'm drawing on my ipad i was like i'm just gonna deep dive on nora jones because this this song reminded me that I liked her, and now sure. I'm having a different appreciation for it. So her voice, I always would I would describe it as velvet, but it's better than that. Um, it is so diverse, right? So like when someone says it's like velvet, you get a mental image of what velvet is, right? Her voice is like what velvet feels like. There's lots of texture. There's lots of things going on. It's smooth and it's rough. It's soft and it's hard. It's a little bit of everything. Um, so new appreciation for her um, using the Fidelios, using the red um, yeah. as I was drawing. And it was a nice yeah, little, like, good zen match. moment for me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know that track is older now, but that was one of the reference tracks that that I would use um, if I went to a, a you know a stereo store or something like that, and I was I was auditioning speakers or an amp or something. That was a that was a tune that would be on the list, either her or uh, Diana Krall. You know, mm-hmm. one of them would be on the list. Yeah, yeah, um, really enjoyed that one. And then I wanted to ask too, like 
was that a musician that you encountered and you know you hit right away and you liked or is that a musician where you kind of listen to on on a different sound system or whatever and it and it popped um that's you know i think nora jones because the recordings were done so well and her her voice is so great um she was just well known in the audiophile community back then as as a voice that you want to listen to to um you know to kind of get the good vocal you know to use as a good vocal track to to see how the speakers perform or how the system performs but it's so awesome especially when it's on good headphones her voice is so great and so smooth like you said that um that's a track that i love to listen to i mean it's not just i don't just sit down to to see if the speakers are in the right place or the you know to to try out a new piece of equipment i actually like to listen to her voice because it's just so great yeah i'd agree uh, really good really good choice I'm really happy you put her on here because that's been a thing for me um, track four is Halsey is am I saying it right yes. and the song is uh, Finally uh, Beautiful Stranger So I wrote, what is this from? Th- this song, I- I've heard it somewhere. I don't know where, but I've heard it somewhere. And um, her voice being as uh, raspy as it is, it is like still very pleasant. Um, and there's a cleanness to her song like i feel like it's polished the way like a candy pop song would be polished but her voice is the opposite of that candy pop yeah her her voice is is great um the 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 tune is very emotional i think and Mm -hmm. it's it's dark and and i'll use that word a few times in my playlist because i think the next tune is probably dark as well but um, but you know, similar to the tune that you had on the list, um, you know, I see myself in a in a smoky bar room, and she's on mm-hmm. stage with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just her and a guitar singing, and and um, you know, really touching the crowd. That's yeah. that's kind of my feel and take on it. Um, and I, you know, it's it's recent. It's it's available in a master. It's very well recorded um mm-hmm. for the type of tune it is i think and um you know i, I don't know i was moved by the tune and it, it's yeah. that's something that title served up which you know because it's so current yeah um there is a bar in new orleans that all of your songs could have been played in and i'm and i can't remember i wanted to say it was kermit's but i can't remember the name of the bar if i remember it i'll say it in the next podcast but um it was like a swamp bar. Like it was like, you know, the parking lot was like mud. And like, I think after, I think after Katrina, it was gone. Like, I don't think it ever came back. Um, you know, but you know, I was there and like, it was, um, there was like Zydeco music to start. 
then they went into some brass band and then they went into some bluesy stuff and the amount of now when i picture it with you it's more cigar smoke but when i was there it was you know cigarette smoke and you know <laughs> right. you could smell the bourbon in the air you know and it was i there is something to that and that comes through a little bit later um when we get into some of the other songs, I'll, I'll save those. Yep. <clears throat> uh, the next song, Billie Eilish, uh, and it's No Time to Die. Uh, this is a song that we talked about a little bit in the last episode. We did, and, yeah. And I want to say, did you and I potentially listen to this at one point in the <laughs> X3? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, when uh, I think when we sat in the X three and I was I was playing title for you. Her voice, man. Yeah. I I. Uh, no words really for for her voice. I I, I know she's extremely young uh, and just extraordinarily talented. Uh, great song. After you showed it to me in the X three, I, you know, really kind of went in and tried to explore her music and big fan i think she's accessible for any age um sure she's not just pop she's really she's more than that and she's a she's yeah, gonna she, be around for very a long diverse time. yeah i would agree yeah she's gonna be around for a long time that, that yeah. you know there's and and you know i keep saying the word unique but her voice is is beyond unique yeah it's very very special yeah uh enjoyed it it's dark. It's yeah, haunting. very dark. Yeah, um, and it's subtle. Like it's subtle in the the instruments and how they're overlaid. And I would imagine. Now, I only listen to this song on good headphones. I'd imagine if you were listening to it on crummy headphones, you would miss some of those details. You would. You would definitely miss a lot of that. Um, but I, I think you know, for me, and I don't know if you've ever. Um, sang or or you know performed in la 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 yeah no, i haven't <laughs> um it's incredibly difficult to sing softly yeah and to remain on key and have that kind of control and especially for somebody as young as her to have the control mm-hmm. over her voice when she's singing softly like that and then builds up and she's got that range yeah. it's just it, it's really impressive I, i'm yeah. i'm really moved by her by that tune in particular, but but her voice is yeah. just great. Yep. So that had to be on the list, and I tried to make it a mix of new and old. Um, you know, so there are some tunes coming up on my playlist that are older, um, yep. and you know, connected. But you know, some of the newer stuff, I'm just trying to keep you somewhat engaged as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you definitely <laughs> had a good diversity with that, and I think you had a lot of hit like hits in terms of songs that I immediately liked. Like I was immediately gravitated towards songs on here and I was just like, I really like this. And then in some cases it was a song that I had some familiar with or a band I had some familiarity with, but I um, had a different appreciation for it. Um, you know, hadn't got a chance to listen to it on good headphones or, or what have you. So that cool. So the next song is um, Coldplay and it's Clocks. And this is this is a bit of a classic uh, to me. I feel like it's in lots of movies, lots of TV shows, commercials. Very, very popular uh, tune, yeah. yeah. Um, but 
this song and I'll and I'll pair it up. So I'm just gonna switch over to the other Coldplay song on your list. Yep. And this is Magic. So I'm just gonna click right over. Talk about your differences, right? So here I am, generally a Coldplay fan. Sure. Heard the song Clocks a million times. Very familiar with it. Liked it. I wrote like just classic, beautiful, great. Right. Yep. And then Magic, I wrote. Never heard it. Would have never thought it was wow. Coldplay. Really? Yeah. Never heard it. Totally missed it. Loved it. This um, is a great tune. Yes. Yeah, I probably so, could have left Clocks off the list and just put this one on there because it's a, a slightly deeper track by Coldplay. But mm-hmm. um, but just I love the tune. Loved it. Um, I would say my second favorite song on the playlist right cool. here. Like, um, really, like I, it has a groove to it. His voice is always great, but it just, you know, it's really, it sounds very well recorded. It um, is all, all their stuff actually. So Coldplay did, did a, a fantastic job, or their engineer did a fantastic job, I think. Yeah, on I, all I their mean, albums too, for that matter. But you know, <laughs> this particular song, like I was like, okay, like this, I'll add into. And I will listen to this off the playlist for sure. Cool. Um, awesome. Really, really happy that this was added. And I'm happy you put it with Clocks. Because, like, Clocks, I was like, oh, okay. And I was, like, listening to it. I was like, that's good. And I was like, what's this other one? So it, it like, it, it kind of gave me this interesting juxtaposition of, of how they sound, which made me kind of appreciate it more. I, I liked it. Cool. Uh, a lot. Um, that was good. Great. I'm glad it made sense to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right. So I'm going to track seven which is the Eagles, and it's Hotel California Live. And I should just let this play. I'm just going <laughs> to stop talking and just let it go. All right, so the thing about this song, <clears throat> very familiar with it. Right. Yep. Um, my, my, everyone in my family loves this song. I, my, the musicians in my family all know how to play it. Um never heard this recording so i had told you how i like live recordings generally more than studio yep um love this yeah how Uh, could you not man this is just and i know i talked about this before but this tune caused me to just zone out of writing the article i was working on and you know six minutes later i looked up and i'm like wow it just happened i mean that yeah that song is recorded so well. And, you know, obviously it was MTV studio and there's who knows how many engineers and sound guys and boards were being used. And right. But they captured that tune like very few live recordings are ever captured. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, how did they do this? Because you can hear everything happening. Yep. It's so each instrument is so well mic'd. That they're separated. It's not a muddy mess. It's just, it's a masterpiece, I, I think. And yeah, um, yeah. And and anyone who listens to it on on a decent set or a decent system of any kind, immediately you can tell that this was as good as a lot of studio stuff. I put it on my Sonos three consecutive mornings while I was making breakfast, and I just it was a really nice way to kind of start the day and yeah. re experience like a classic classic song and a song that you know maybe it's so well known that it gets overlooked as being as good as it is 
but this particular recording um oh the wow. percussions the bongos i mean just the harmonies yeah the harmonies are freaking flawless yeah that was the part that i could not get over and i was like how can i pick them out on a live recording like that so perfectly i like because it was just mixed so well i mean they, yeah. they they who knows how many microphones they had i'm sure somebody's written this up as to how they did this and you know i'm sure the the engineer and mixer geeks have, have you know all talked about this i would assume i don't know yeah um but you know it had to be so many different microphones that were well isolated so that it didn't the other instruments didn't bleed over into them so that yeah. they could later mix it that well and yeah. it is a master so it's it you know if if you have title mass with with master it's it's even I, more impressive i loved it it was it was a great great track this was my favorite uh song of the album cool um awesome yeah, yeah. i'm glad you liked it as much as i do yeah, really, really, really loved it. For, yeah, the next- you know, I think for me, and, and maybe it sounds like for you too, being so familiar with the tune and then hearing a different version of it like that and, and yes. liking it probably even more than the original yeah, doesn't happen very often. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There's um, there's a really, it's like an emo-y kind of song um, from a band called Bright Eyes. They did, um, they won an award for like the MTV like music indie music awards and they performed the final song MTV is owned by Viacom and Viacom said like hey you can't perform that song because it speaks ill of like our companies or whatever and he's like oh I'll just skip that verse and so you know whatever I'm really excited to like hear him do his live version he gets out on stage he skipped every other verse and went right to that verse (laughs) of the song and screamed it and then destroyed the stage and I'm like what a like that's what you know you never know what's going to happen in a live recording and what a crazy cool thing and i'm not kidding you i tracked it down and i ripped it off youtube (laughs) and like on my ipad i have a really crummy mp3 version of it but it's just kind of fun to have a different version of a song that's familiar no matter how good or bad it is just to hear you get a different sense of it a different personality to it and it gives it a little extra layer and this song um I, I don't even know what to say. It, to the layers are, uh, there's just so much going on. It's yeah, it's really, great. Really yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, that, you know, that was served to me oh, by title, man. I was just sitting really? there. Yeah, just listening, and that got wanna, served up. I want to, like, look and see what other live on MTV stuff they have. I've, yeah, yeah I did the same thing. I went right down that rabbit hole, man. I looked them, yeah. I looked up all of them. I listened to a, a good number of them. Um, and a lot of them are fantastic, fantastic but not as good yeah. as that particular one. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, next up is Tony Tony Tone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And the song is Loving You. So this this one this one I, I couldn't hit on. Um, well, you I, know, just like you with Tom Tom Club, I had to yeah. throw something in there. Yeah, that was felt, completely off the mark. But you yeah, know, something it, that um, you know I have a, have a connection to from that time frame. I was going to ask you, like, yep. it hit me. What what was it? 
Um, you know, there was a, a another tune that came out on that album. It was really popular on MTV, and and those guys were were really popular um, at that time. And and you know, they kind of died off rather quickly right after that album. But um, it, it was a time in my life where um, I was single, and you know, like a good bit of my adult life, I always had pretty nice cars. I'm definitely a car guy, so. Um, I just remember driving in this, uh, this car that I had at the time with that CD playing in the car and, and, you yeah. know, it was a good time in my life. That's, what, that's, you yeah, know, that's yeah. my connection to it. Yeah. That, notes, and that was early kind of hip hoppy, smooth ish, yeah. you know, my notes were, I can't get past the yes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for that one. But, you know, I do, I did like the background music. If there were no vocals in that, I would have liked just the background music. Sure. It was the yep. vocals that were throwing me off. Um, I actually, like, went through, like, a, like, a, you know the music that used to be on the Weather Channel? It's not elevator music. It's a little more upbeat. Like, I went through a phase of listening to bands that did that in, like, a high quality. Okay. And this kind of sounds like, like, an early the music kind of sounded like an early version of that like a very like interesting yeah um but i like i said couldn't get past the yaz that one was my that was the tom tom <laughs> club of the group um, all right cool i almost gave you two of them but that's oh, good thing I didn't. Right. yeah yeah um next two songs are dire straits so i'm gonna play them back to back here okay yep uh, this one is uh right across the river You can almost hear the smoke. Yep. Love that. And then the next song is Single Handed Sailor. Right? Again, you can you can hear there's a bluesy kind of funky thing going on so my question about like the the instruments here right the synthesizers are they using a synth or are they using the actual instruments because there's certain are you are you talking about the guitar well there there's like other backing so like sounds behind it like in one i think it's like kind of fluty sounding mm-hmm like, are they using a flute, or is this a synth? Or no, I believe that's a flute. Yeah, I don't. Okay. I don't think they, at least not in that time frame. I don't think they did any really electronica in, in their stuff until you got to the uh, the popular MTV tune, "Money for Nothing." Got it. Yeah, these um, these tunes are earlier uh, Dire Straits. Got it. Um, so these were like my like powering through an illustration, right? Like I'm sitting there, I'm on the iPad, I'm drawing. And it's like, they had a good groove where I could actually just power through a part of the drawing where I was like, eh, I don't want to do this thing right now. But it, it kind of gave me a little energy, a little pep. Yeah. And it had this like rhythm that just was consistent throughout. From a sound quality standpoint, I felt bad because I, I felt like I, I was missing something audibly. Like I wasn't picking up on probably what was some dynamic pieces to it. I just enjoyed the song. Like, sure. Yep. It was just there and good. Yeah, they um, they record really well. I mean, that recording is is older, so it 
they're, they're not available in a master. I, I wish they would reproduce those or remaster them. Um, but, you know, I don't know if they even have the original stuff or if it's in right. good shape to even make a, a remaster out of it. Um, but his uh, his guitar, for me, Mark Knopfler, is is one of the top five guitarists in, in my mind. Um, and somebody that I really wanted to play like when I played guitar. And yeah. that was a sound that I was sort of after or, uh, you know, uh, his riffs were something I tried to, to mirror. But that guitar is a very special guitar. And, and mm-hmm. you know, without that guitar, it's hard to reproduce that sound. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I said, just very good, solid um, and it, with a groove. Uh, it had all the... You know, I guess when we we talk about like different components of of, of uh, our playlists, there is that consistency towards yours. There's this there's a bit of an industrial component. I don't know if industrial is the right word, but there's there's a it almost there's like a metal, not like rock metal, but actual metally sound that kind of is derived from some of the songs that are on your playlist. Um, this in particular has that like smokiness to it. These two songs. Um, which I really enjoyed. And now the next song on your playlist is Fleetwood Mac. So my question to you is, and I wrote, did you put this song here on purpose? <laughs> because it's sandwiched between two songs that are very different from it. Yep. And um, it is a breath of fresh air. So I feel like I may have enjoyed this song more because it gave me a break between this and the, and what comes next. Yeah, and I know what the tune is after uh, after the Fleetwood Mac tune. Um, after Gold Dust Woman, it's Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I think two strong guitarists like that back to back. I'm not trying to um, compare the two, so the so Fleetwood Mac went between them for that reason. Yeah, um, I wrote here, you know, on the Fidelios. Wow. The vocals, uh, and there's so much more sound than I remember. You know, the Fleetwood Mac was you know played in my house growing up all the time. Sure. And there's just so much more happening than I you know recall from being a kid. And and just you know, oh, I should play some. Let me play some here. Uh, yeah, you said Gold Dust Woman is the song Fleetwood yeah. Mac. You know, the way that she is able to, the way that she harmonizes with herself is great. The way the other uh, singers harmonize with her is fantastic. Um, yeah, and this this entire album is uh, is just so well recorded, yeah. and and well known for being a, a well recorded album, right? Yeah, especially in that time frame. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed it, and like I said, I think I may have even gotten a little bit more out of it based on where it is in the playlist. Um, Love Fleetwood Mac, and just this was a great uh, a great track um yeah and uh, you know it it is a common and almost cliche sort of track or album for audiophiles to use as like a reference or mm. you know you should listen to this album or whatever you right. know to someone who's getting started in in you know in the audiophile world yeah um but there's a reason it's there right. it's, it's it's just so well done and i mean you're talking about 1977 Mm -hmm. um you know at a time where 
you know, I don't think the quality of recording was, was in everyone's mind, or at least the artists were just trying to get stuff out on the radio and the radio quality right. was terrible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was, this was great. And, and, and this comes down to how good the headphones are listening to a, you know, a master without question to it with the DAC, like actually like it's, this is an experience kind of thing. And then go down the Fleetwood Mac rabbit hole, you know, like just, just jump down that one. Yeah. Just listen to that whole album. I mean, really yeah. the, the, most of the tracks on that album are, are great tracks mm-hmm. to begin with. And then they're all recorded in the same way. They're all recorded in the same studio. Um, and just, you know, worth listening to. Yep. Uh, I don't know if you could hear it in the background. Oh, I can hear it. <laughs> uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, and Double Trouble, Tim Pan Alley. Um, so you've talked about this song before. Yeah, yeah, a couple times. Uh, I got. I, I want to know what your... Talk about the first time you heard it. Why... why it's an important song for you. I kind of want to get the backstory because the song itself is, is great. There's, there's some cool dynamic things that I like, but I want to get your kind of take on it and I'm going to let it play in the background. Cause it, yeah. Yeah. Let it play, it, man. Cause, yeah. um, you know, it takes a while before it builds up. It's kind of a long yeah. tune anyway. And, and it takes, it does take some time to build up. So, yeah. um, well, you know, easily enough, um, somebody that grew up, idolizing guitarists and and playing guitar and and being in a band and um i was always a big stevie ray Vaughan fan um along with Jimi hendrix and you know the classics and mark knopfler and um but stevie ray Vaughan, joe satriani these guys were you know idols to me this particular song I, I just at times I listen to it and I go, how is it possible this is three guys? Because when the when the tune really builds, there's just so much there, mm-hmm. and yet when it's smooth and quiet and silky, and he's just singing, there's so much there too. Yep. Yeah. So there's. I saw, um, you know, a musician at Maxwell's in Hoboken when it was around. <clears throat> and him and the lead guitarist did, they had this crescendo and they, they're playing off of each other and they're soloing off of each other. And there's there was all kinds of stuff going on. And I remember thinking the exact same thing that you said. I can't believe this is three people. I was looking, I was like, I can't believe this is two people. And the feeling that I had was, you know, like a butterfly. You know, it was just like, oh my God, like, wow. Um, this had that kind of effect. Um, now, granted, for the length of the song, it got, you know, two listens out of me. But this is a song that will be listened to more. Um, this is a kind of meditational kind of zen piece. But then it's very different by the end. Um, yeah, I think um, this is the kind of tune that gets better the more you listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's not the best recorded. Um, and, and it is, you know, it, it's very well known, but there are some artifacts in there that, that are presented on a good set of headphones or a good mm-hmm. system that um, in the beginning, when I first started listening to the tune, I thought, okay, there's, there's something wrong with my 
Dak or their son. You know, right. there's what is this here? And then I've I've come to learn that there are some artifacts in the recording that they're there. And yeah, um, but it doesn't take away from it at all for me. I mean, it, yeah. his well, some people don't really enjoy his voice, and you know, I, I think there's just so much emotion in his in his voice. Yeah, you know that and that I, true blues comes through and the the bluesy hardship and heartache and it, mm-hmm. it's it's all there and it's it, yeah. that emotion is conveyed which I think you know a lot of artists as good as they might be have a hard time conveying. Yeah, um, I'd agree with that. I when it, for a song like this, I don't think the audio quality matters. It's almost like you know when you do find a live version of a song that hits right, you know. Sometimes it's not about the quality. There's an emotion that overtakes that where you're like, I'll trade. I'll take the emotion of the song over the quality of the audio. And, you know, I think that that, that plays a large part in it. I actually didn't give, <laughs> maybe this is bad for our podcast. <laughs> I didn't give the audio any thought. I was just like, this is a cool song. This is like yeah, badass yeah, song. I, I think cool. that's that's totally fine, though. I, I yeah. think, you know, the recording's actually done really well. In terms of his fingers on the strings, they're there. Yeah. You know, the, the, the timber in his guitar, it's there. His voice, is the air, the breath is there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some strange artifacts in there that, that I can hear. And I know they're there, but it doesn't bother me one bit. Right. Yeah. Um, and it, they're, the artifacts, are they're digital. There's, there's, a, there's something huh. that was done um, in transition to... The digital, whether it's the the master file or the CD, um, it's there. And mm. but like I said, it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, yeah. I, I feel like I'm sitting in that smoky bar with him, mm-hmm. and yeah. he's playing the blues. I'm sitting in a blues bar with a glass of bourbon and a and a comfy leather chair, and he's mm-hmm. just belting it out. Yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed this one. Um, the playlist that you put together is like great like i think that it's cohesive and i think if you were going to end it with any other song it would have been a mistake i mean this fits in perfectly to what's there and that's why that's why i asked about the fleetwood mac song before like did you do that on purpose because the way you round this one out this is like a really solidly put together playlist you could listen to it beginning to end and it has theme it has a theme to it it has a feel to it yeah, I think it, it definitely has a feel to it. I think, um, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony is the black sheep. Yeah, yeah um, that one that <laughs> <laughs> And I knew it. I knew yeah. that that was the tune that was, you know, the outlier in the whole yeah. uh, whole setup. But, um, you know, there's so many tunes I wanted to put on this mm-hmm. and put on and took off. And I had a, you know, I had a couple yeah. that were originally on there and I kind of mixed it up and then these last two tunes were the last two that I added to it and they just seemed to make the most sense at the end. And I had to put Tim Payne alley cause it's such yeah. a, a well-known audiophile track and I hate to, to go to the classics, but I think it's, it's an important track to have on the mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. It was a great, great way to end, uh, end the playlist for sure. Um, so that's going to wrap up the, the playlist episode. Um, I think, you know, we should make these available. We'll put the links up. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I was thinking the um, 
the website um i know you had texted me your playlist yeah and i texted you mine and i know that title has the link mm-hmm. um so i'll just take the exact links i'll put them up i'll do uh yeah. you know a recap of uh you know of, of this particular episode and and you know we'll put both of our playlists on there so people can can uh you know listen along and and see what they think as well and and please, by all means, comment. Let us know what you think. Yeah, you know, if we if we miss the mark, man, you know, please. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. No, no problem. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's yep. hear it. So, Mike, as we leave today, I'm just gonna put the audio on and just fade it out. All right, cool. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Goodbye, everybody.